Welcome to the GSI Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Redbeard and Evan, where we give you the digital marketing insights you need to make people think you're the smartest person in the room. All right, welcome to another GSI Marketing Podcast. Yeah, it's great to be here. It's been a little bit. What's uh, what's new with you, Redbeard? Oh, just uh, still trying to, you know, still got some some holidays coming up. Oh wow, yeah. You know, we're into the new year, but I still got got a few more holidays. Yeah, you've got the extended Christmas life going on, don't you? Just two more. Just two more. That's a lot. That's a lot for somebody to go to. <laughs> like, what, what's your number at? Are you, are you above four? Um, this year it was only at four, but usually it's like five. Wow. Why is it so many? Uh, just like different, uh, you know, relatives will have the different sides of the Christmases. So yeah, maybe I'm just not that close to enough of my family to have that, <laughs> to have that happen. Uh, I'll tell you, divorce definitely makes for a lot more Christmases though. Now that divorce is more common, it seems that there's always a lot more Christmases to go to than normal. Oh, double Christmas. Yeah. How does that work? We should ask somebody how that works with Hanukkah, right? Because that's eight days. Yeah. So how do you how do you double that? Do you just split the days, or you <laughs> <laughs> like mornings and yeah? I just I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know enough about that. I guess I'm just I'm ignorant to that. I, now I'm curious, so I'm going to do a little bit of digging, and maybe on the next podcast we can we can discuss what we found. Or if anybody <laughs> listening out there wants to leave a comment, let me know how that works. Uh, I'm definitely curious about it. <laughs> how was your New Year's? Uh, uneventful, actually. I, you know, I've got two young kids, and I really don't like them staying up till midnight. Uh, I don't think they they understand it enough, and they're just tired the next day, and it's kind of tough. But I stayed up till midnight, not much after, and didn't do much. Watched a, watched the ball drop on TV. You know, pretty uneventful. I had a good dinner, nice solid dinner, some steak and some shrimp. You know, that was a good uh, time. Yeah. Yeah, I know, like, you might think, you know, Beard's out living it up on New Year's Eve, but... I mean, uh, your Instagram sometimes... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hold on to content and then slowly post it on Instagram, so it looks like I'm always busy. Yeah, if you're uh, following Redbeard on Instagram, it's going to be fun in March when he starts to drop those <laughs> New Year's Eve photos. You're going to say to yourself, wow, you know, for, for it being March 3rd, Redbeard is really just going <laughs> at it right now. I, I, where does he even find a party like that? <laughs> and why, are yeah. they all, why are they all ringing in the new year? <laughs> yeah, no, like I didn't go out. Like I, I can't remember the last time I really went out for a new year's party or anything like that. Like I was trying to think back and I mean, it was several years ago, but like I just stayed in. I tried to make it till midnight. Oh, you, you didn't know? make it till midnight? Well, I kind of like you know. I was like, my intentions were to get to midnight, <laughs> and then around like ten, ten thirty, I took a little nap, and then like woke up as it was midnight. That counts. So then you know, and then you know, quickly found that ball drop stream. You know, do you count it down with your wife? Right, you're like the five, four. Yeah, we counted three, it down. Three. The dogs were there. You know. Yeah. Do you do, you do the kiss then right afterwards? Right. Yeah. Happy New Year. The whole thing, you know. There's a lot of fireworks going on in my neighborhood when New Year's went on. Yeah, everybody's firework crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some pretty big ones too. Man, not New Year's here, and with New Year 
comes new Amazon bidding options. New strategies. Yeah, for Amazon advertising. They keep changing. I feel like every time you know we have a podcast, we're talking about new Amazon changes, which is nice. And this one, this one kind of came out of nowhere for me, at least. And maybe I just didn't notice where this was rumored to be happening or, you know, there was talks about it. It just kind of came up. All of a sudden, I had additional bidding and reporting features in, you know, specifically for sponsored products. And I'm pumped. I'm always happy when that happens, especially when it's an improvement as opposed to losing functionality or losing capabilities or making things harder, you know, that that I'm less of a fan of. Yeah, just like uh, I think on any platform, you know, when you just like log in and everything's just different, it's pretty cool. Um, I don't know if we have the same definition of cool <laughs> when you log in and everything's different. Uh, it's usually a nightmare for me. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'm one of the uh, – I'll, I'll keep going back to the classic editor uh, for, on everything. You know, at Google Ads, I was like that for a long time. YouTube, I keep going back to the classic editor. Yeah, me too. Uh, but yeah. that's just because it doesn't have – especially YouTube in particular right there, new creative studio that's yep, in beta yep. right now. It's so hard, and it's gotten better. Like, you can do this now, but before I kept having to go back because you're writing your descriptions and everything. They don't have the ability to – or they didn't at least. I think they do now, last time I looked. But when they first rolled it out, you couldn't play the video while you were editing the description and, you know, the title and everything. And So that was kind of frustrating. Every time I click on, like, go back to the, the classic editor, it comes why. up with those questions like, why do you want to leave? It's like, well, the same box that I clicked last time. <laughs> <laughs> the same reason. <laughs> like maybe when that's uh, when that's corrected, I'll stop unclicking it. Google Ads was the same way too. I run running those. The new one it gives you more insight, and it's gonna be easier. You know, like deep down, you know. Okay, though that was an older UI for these. I'm just used to it. it doesn't make it better, and it's just you know you don't want to sit down and learn it sometimes. That's why I like it that. They eventually do just pull the rug out from you and say, hey, guess what? You've been avoiding trying to use this, but now you can only use this. So get used to it. Yeah, And, and then, then you adapt pretty quick. I feel like they make the changes, um, you know, because someone's making them better. might not be, like, for you, but for somebody it's better, yeah. right? So they're solving some problem that, that a majority of people probably have, and they make it better. Man, just making a few more problems in the uh, at the same time. It's always fun. <laughs> So I think, uh, yeah, I, I think one thing I just need to get off my chest a little bit here is, you know, we did watch the Bears play off last week, uh, ended with what they're saying now is a blocked kick. I, <laughs> I mean, no one said that. Like, usually during the games, okay, usually during the games and when a, when a kick is missed, they'll say, oh, was that tipped? Did someone get a hand on that? Well, even the guy that tipped it, I forget his name, but in the the post-game interview, he even said, yeah, I felt like I got my hand on it just a little bit. Didn't think it was enough to really (laughs) make a difference in the kick. Still basically don't think that was a big enough uh, touch to have it make a difference for it. But then, you know, it hit, hit the uprights twice. Got that double doink action going on. Oh, and social media was brutal on that, dude. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's one you don't. It's gonna be tough to come back from and have a career. Yeah, it was horrible. Like, and here's the thing: it's not that he had a spectacular year, and that was the first kick that he missed. He missed quite a few, second most in the league. They said. 
Yeah, yeah. You knew yeah. what he you knew what you had in him before. That's unfortunate. He made a few beforehand. It's just game winner, forty three yard field goal. That's something you should make. That's something that you need to have confidence in your kicker that's gonna be automatic. And yeah, the the tough part is how do you bring him back now? Because you have to sit there and wonder. Obviously, every time not a coaching he goes role. up there. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, missing good old Robbie, Robbie Gold. That was uh, you didn't know what you had in him until he was gone. Now. He's been money, right? Well, yeah, I think I read his stat where since the Bears released him, they've missed nineteen field goals, and he's missed three. Wow. So doing uh doing all right for himself. But wow. he was kind of not he was looking like he was on the downward trend when he was in Chicago yeah, his last yeah. season too. So it made sense that they didn't want to pay him that extra money. Hindsight should have. I mean for sure, for sure. Might be talking about the Bears uh playoff, you know, career going on right now or this season at least. But we'll see. All right. Yeah. So I just had to get off get that off my chest. Uh but yeah, I mean, should we go full circle back to this Amazon? Yeah, so talk like, a little bit about so it. So let's talk about. It. So what's happening? What's uh, what are these new things you're seeing? Well, what's nice about it is it isn't a total everything's different. It's just an additional feature. So they're having what they call like dynamic bidding right now, and that's what it's going to be a campaign, or it is a campaign optimization optimization setting where you can choose to have Amazon adjust your bid up or down in real time, and that's by a max of 100 percent and. And what they base it on is the likelihood of the conversion for that particular search term. So, so it's not just going to automatically increase your bids. It's something you have to enable. Right. And okay. well, by default, so any campaign that was created before January 2019, by default, it always had that dynamic bidding where it would adjust it down. So it adjusted mm-hmm. down by about 50%, and that's going to be determined uh, based on Amazon's algorithm how likely it is that you're going to have a conversion, right, or you sell a product, basically sell this product based on that search term. And it uses, you know, the relevancy, the history, all of that, you know, and it's going to determine if it should adjust your bids down. And that's what it, that's what it always did. And that's why you look and say, okay, this is my max CPC bid or my max cost per click bid. And you notice a lot of times your actual, you know, CPC uh, average would be a lot less. And it's because a lot of them were being adjusted down. You weren't always bidding your max and paying your max every single time. So now they're adding another element in there where you can choose to have it go up and down, meaning once Amazon determines, wow, this is a likelihood for a high conversion for the search term, you can have the bids go up by a max of you know, 100% or essentially doubling your bid for that particular search. Wow, so that's really going to affect how you have to really go in and maybe adjust your bids yeah. so that you're not spending too much, you know, really keeping your budgets in line. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we expect to see people that just go in there and, and turn that on. Most likely ACOS is going to go up because even though they're – you know, adding an extra you know element where it's if they higher conversions, so you should get more conversions, but you're going to be paying more per click than you used to. So what we've been doing uh, as part of our strategy is really going through and adjusting all the bids on those keywords and lowering some of them so that our you know our max cost per click is lower. At least our bid that we're having on there is lower than what it had, but not by the total hundred percent. You know, we're not going through and cutting them in half. We're taking a look at their history. What is their a 
day costs, you know, what are we averaging on there? But we're reducing them, you know, 50 to 75% in most cases, and then turning this on. So that way, it's still going to bid more. We're still going to get some additional uh, clicks and, you know, impressions and eyeballs on it. Uh, and we're just going to hope to and see and track and monitor to see if we're getting the, the increase in conversions. And that way, gonna... and then if it does double, then you still got some cushion there. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, you know, the other thing, too, is it's not just the, the the actual dynamic bidding that they're changing. They also offer or set up to what's called placement bid adjustments. So this is where you can also get a little bit more granular into the bid. It's not just Amazon thinks this is going to you know convert, so they're going to bid more. You can say, I want to adjust my bids by placement for top of search, which means the first page, uh, and also product pages. So you can actually influence where your ads are going to appear on Amazon, which is really important. That's been something that you know anybody that comes from Google Ads and comes over to Amazon – it's difficult because you don't really know where you're at. At least, you know, historically you didn't, you know, is it top of Amazon, bottom of Amazon? It's not as easy as Google Ads where it's going to say this is the average one position. This is average two position for your ad. Yeah, so you're yeah. kind of at a whim a little bit with it, making the necessary adjustments, kind of monitoring that. So this will give you a little bit more flexibility to try to push the ones on top, bid higher when you need to bid higher to make sure they're staying on top and also to make sure that you you know that's resulting in you know success is that they did improve the placement performance reporting. So that's going to give you uh, data by the top of search what they call the rest of search and also product pages, uh, their product page placement groups, I should say, so that you can actually make more informed marketing decisions based on where all of that is. That is nice that you have a little bit more of a choice um, where that's displayed. Um, but do you pay, pay a little more of a premium then? Well, you can, right? It's just like with dynamic bid adjustments. It's just this time it's a placement bid adjustment where it's going to go yeah. up to, I think you can do up to like 900%. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, in terms of how much higher you want that to go for. Uh, one thing, too, that that I've noticed, and this is one thing that I think uh, you know a lot of people should pay attention to, is that historically when you looked at what your keywords were, what your search terms were, and, and what your average cost per click was, and then what your A-cost levels you know, if one of those numbers looked really good, you'd think, okay, I'm going to keep those exactly where they are. I want that to keep happening. But we've noticed that if we bump up that cost per click a lot of times that we're bidding on, then that leads to more of the – that hitting the top of search more often, which leads to more sales, which actually ends up lowering the A cost. So even though your average cost per click could go up, you still could have a reduction in your A cost if more of those clicks end up being sales. Nice. Yeah, that probably adds a little more competition to their platform too, and uh, and even now, like uh, now, if that just came out, it's something you can definitely take advantage of until your competition starts doing that as well. Right, and that's uh, that's one thing that you've always noticed is not only is that good for competition. But it's really good to drive up those costs per click. Yeah, for sure. Really what they're after because they make money whether you sell a product or not when yeah. that cost per click is high. Always innovating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that's been a big change with Amazon. Another big thing is that they've actually changed how they uh, report on impressions. So they're using more of the industry standard where it's got to be at least 50% of that pixel is going to be seen. And then that's how they're they're reporting on it. So that's that'll help with a little bit more transparency. Hopefully try to have a little bit more industry standard. So you know, if you know impression here is the same as an impression there in terms of 
the likelihood of it being seen. Yeah, it's nice too that they're um, you know adding a little bit more to the reporting and things like that. Hopefully, that continues to to trend up. Yeah, I'd love to see a lot more added to that reporting so you can do more within the system as opposed to you know making a good report. You've essentially got to have a piece of software or you got to pull it all out manually. Like we use Google Data Studio for our reporting just to get all that out so that you can have some more data visualization because most clients when they look at it they want something that's quick easy to digest they know whether it's good or bad based on how it looks without having to really dig in and analyze the spreadsheet themselves nice yeah so that's been fun uh so we've been going through changing a lot of those campaigns hopefully on the next podcast we can chat through what we're seeing what the results are and maybe even give a little more insight and some strategies that we want to take advantage of very cool yeah you know i'm starting to see um you know just different um little different additions to like uh when you're advertising on facebook and instagram and things like that where you're uh same kind of thing where where you're able to like choose your placements and things like that but they're they're um kind of um adding more features right out the front where like uh if you're gonna boost a post or something uh you know you can have that added where people can message you directly from, oh, you know, yeah. they're starting to put that right on the bottom. Like you can include it or you can't. Um, do you want to get more engagement from your ads or do you mm. want uh, more direct messages and things like that? Yeah. I mean, anytime you can make your advertising platform easier to use and, you know, something that you could point towards results, whether that's clicks or messages and you know, have a little bit more insight into that just means people are going to spend more money on it because they can see it working. Most of these ad platforms, they they aren't looked on. And I think some of this is incorrect. I think you should look at some of them as brand building specifically Facebook. I think that's really good for brand building, which is less performance-based marketing where it's click equals sale and all of that. Uh, I think you just need to you know, have a fine line and kind of understand that you can really accomplish both with some of those advertising platforms. It's not just you know direct response marketing. Yes, yeah, so they, then they really lay it out too. And they're like, do you, do you want to go for, you know, do you want to drive traffic to your website? Do you want to mm-hmm. gener- generate awareness? You know, do you want, uh, you know, you know, people like more people likely to come to your event, like things like that. Right. So. And choosing the right, you know, campaign type that you're going for in the beginning, that can have a big impact on how much you're spending, you know, to, to reach a thousand people and to reach results. Like if you're always choosing conversions, right, it's a conversion based metric, yeah. then you end up spending a lot more for branding type initiatives. So it's just the way that their algorithm works for you can end up spending a lot more, uh, a lot higher CPM, basically. Yeah. For sure. So I think, uh, you know, one thing I've been curious about since our last podcast <laughs> is how's it going with all the people you've been calling out? Do you have any sort of, you know, um, change you want to make? Like, is this something we've got to go through and say, hey, you know, I called out this company, uh, my mistake, they they did pretty well, you know, they righted it. I may have been a little bit too harsh, <laughs> jumped conclusions. Uh, I'd like to take it back. No, you know, I haven't... No, you want to double down? I haven't, well, <laughs> so, you know, one of the episodes I might have called out a local car dealership, right? Um, not local in Delavan. No, not local in Delavan. We, should, we should probably make that, we should make that clear. I feel like you want to make sure it's not 
certain uh, car no. <laughs> <laughs> in Janesville, local to where we grew up, right? Right. So, um, but, uh, I'm just going to say it's Gordy Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so here's the thing. So, I bought in several cars there, right? And uh, so, I ended up having to go back there recently to get. Um, um, new brakes and tires, mm-hmm. right, from their service department. So service department, not sales floor, right? But uh, I'm like, okay, so as we drive up to uh, to drop the car off and that, um, you know, we're, they did all the work. We're going to get our car. So they had given us, like, a loaner car. So we pull up, you know, to get the car and all that stuff, you know. And uh, as soon as I get out, like, their service department was great. You know, I didn't have any problems there. But as soon as I got out of that car, Made eye contact with that sales guy. He was walking out as oh, I yeah. was walking in. We had that exchange of, uh, I'm like, why didn't you respond to my Facebook <laughs> DM? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> huh, well, that's uh, sounds like an interesting time. I like how you still go there for service. I feel like, I feel like that makes them still winning. <laughs> I know. I, you know, that's the thing. I felt horrible about it. Too <laughs> funny. You still end up buying the car there. <laughs> I felt horrible about it, but, uh, but uh, you know, it just had to be done. Yeah, I've never actually had problems with them. I never have really used them, though, to be honest. I, I guess I've always had friends that have sold cars, so I've kind of just gone and whatever dealership they were working at, kind of talked um, to them. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I think, like, as far as, like, maintenance and stuff, their service department's pretty good, and uh, they have really great diesel and tires and stuff, so mm-hmm. they price match everything. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So, uh, and your yard, your yard care company? That you called out? Oh, man. So changes there? I mean, finally got my patio door installed. Not because of them, though. After they had shattered my patio door Mm -hmm. during a routine yard maintenance. Um, So, I mean, that happened back in, uh, in, like, August. And, like, I finally just now... 2019 <laughs> got that glass replaced, but it was like a whole to do. But I lucked out; it was a it was a nice day because it was like weather permitting. If they could come out and yeah, that did end up being a nice day. I remember looking outside and saying, "I thought Redbeard was talking about snow," but it, that night it got really cold. You know, it started to get really oh, cold. Yeah, but when they came, it was like nice and sunny out, perfect weather for to replace the door. But uh, so that was actually the uh, the Pella company that had to come out and replace oh, yeah. that glass. So it's like a whole thing. You got to schedule it. They got to order these big sheets of glass and and then come in and like seal reseal the glass and things like that. So hmm. um, yeah, so it was awesome. But they came out, hooked it back up. Like it was pretty uh, pretty painless. Nice. And uh, we're back to an all skate. Well, who do you want to call out this week then? This week, oh, this has been bothering me for some time. Ooh, do tell. And once in a while, I run into it where, okay, I'm just calling out gas stations in general. (laughs) Uh, Not Quick Trips, right? No, this is (laughs) – we'll leave Quick Trip alone. All right, well, what about Casey's? I feel like they've got solid uh, solid breakfast pizza. Well, and it's not even to do with their their food or their their beverages. This is like a gas thing. Okay. Okay. Right. So we're calling out gas stations in general. So once in a while, like normally, I'll go to pull into a gas station and I'll pay at the pump. Right. Everybody's yeah. paying at the pump now. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes you go to the gas station and 
and you're like, oh, you know what? I want to pay at the pump, but I could just do that quick. Or, but like, I kind of want to get some snacks or something, you know, get in, get a beverage, and I don't want to pay twice. So you just want to like pump the gas and like get your beverage and pay for everything together, right? I guess I don't do that. This, I, I always pay at the pump. <laughs> <laughs> this is something. Sometimes I don't just have cash on me to run in and like grab a soda or whatever, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I just want to take care of it all at once, right? Double down, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But like sometimes, you know, now though, they'll have that sticker that says you got to pay at the pump, right? You must pay at pump, you know, or sometimes you can pay inside. You know, it's kind of weird now, but you know, people drive off or whatever. Yeah. You so know, they, they make it so you got to pay at the pump. I, I worked at a gas station uh, in my younger years and I did have a person drive off, did a gas and go. Yeah. I remember, I remember then that was like very popular. Well, and what was funny about it was like, there was nothing going on in the gas station. It was a clerk's moment, if you will. I was just kind of sitting there doing nothing most of the time. And a guy pulled up, I had to approve it and I'm looking at him and like, as he was leaving, I just got this burn in my memory. He made eye contact with me (laughs) and I was like, well, that's weird. And he got in his car. I was like, Oh, I think he's going. And he left. Just wow. drove off. I mean, it was kind of it's kind of foolish. I'm looking right at you. I, I had his license plate memorized. Just looked at it as soon as he started walking in his car. Yeah, it's like you and me right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and he went and left, and it was a whole it was a whole thing. You know, the the owner of that gas station was actually told me he's like, well, since you got the light, and he's like, normally I take it out of that person's paycheck. That's working for the gas and go. But oh, wow. since you got the license plate and you were pretty on top of it, we won't do that. <laughs> I was like, I thought to myself, wow, I I don't know what my reaction would be if you're trying to take out like twenty something dollars out of my paycheck because somebody gassed and gassed and go. Is that the term? Gas and go. Gas and go. I guess pump and go. Pump and go. I guess. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Thought that meant something else. <laughs> So, well, so where the real problem comes in here, right, is so a lot of these, you know, gas stations they'll have where it says you you can prepay, right? So you go in, and I get this. This would be cool is if you could just, like, grab whatever you wanted, and then, like, here's my card, and then whatever that full tank of gas is that I get, right? But you go in, and they say, yeah, you got to come in and prepay or pay at the pump, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if you go in and prepay, though, um, you go in and – and they're like, they're like, yeah. So like, how much gas do you want? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I want a full tank of gas. And they're like, well, how much do you want to spend? Like, how much do you want to put in? I'm like, oh, whatever the full tank is. I don't know. Well, they have to. They only authorize it though for whatever that dollar amount is. Right. So like, something has to change where where you like where you like get your stuff, whatever you want. Something has to change where you can say like, I come in to prepay, swipe my card, and then whatever I pump from that tank is a transaction, right? Because you don't necessarily know that you're like, I just want to pay for five gallons. Like, I just want a full tank. It might be eleven. It might be thirteen. I mean, to be honest, most people that do that, though, that pay inside are really not looking to fill their tank. <laughs> They're looking as they – it's I've got $15. I just want $15 worth, worth of gas. Worth of gas? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not – like I'd love a full tank, just not in the budget. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, And this is speaking from somebody that – you know, did that for many years. You only have the ten, fifteen dollars. That, that's what that audience is. That you're prepaying for that. If you're just filling up the tank, fueling the tank, if you will, I think it's more of a 
you know, just do it. Just do it at the pump. I mean, I feel like maybe I did that in high school, where like I'm just gonna put in ten bucks because that's what I have. Yeah. But uh, you know, I just want to fill the tank and then like go in and get a thing and pay for everything at once. You'll see. Uh, you ever notice what's on the gas station pumps sometimes? Some random, you know, very random. I should say dollars, like five dollars and some change. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like I don't live in a great area of town and I think that's represented for a lot of the gas stations. I'll go there and there'll be like a dollar and change in gas sometimes. Like somebody just went to the gas station and put in a dollar sixty five. And I just I can picture how it's happening in my life right now. You I know that person went in there and paid with change. It's like a one gallon. <laughs> it's enough not even a gallon. It's enough to get across town. Wow. Wow, wow. But hey, I mean, gas is expensive. That's a that's a line item you got to factor in for your budget. I mean, though. it's coming down a little bit. It is. I mean, it's a little better. We're below two dollars, which is good, at least in this area. But it's I remember when it was below a dollar. Do you sign, do you get that like rewards thing at the gas station where you get like a two cent back? No, I should though. There's on no a re- gallon, there's no reason not to. I just I don't for whatever reason. I know. I see it like every time, and it'll be like scan this QR code or whatever to get the app. I don't know. There's like an app sometimes, yeah. like a thing you can scan. I have no idea. And there's no reason not to do it. You know, you're essentially trading your purchase habits and everything else for some kickback and deals. Like Quick Trip's got pretty good ones. I go to Quick Trip all the time. I do a lot of grocery shopping at Quick Trip, as you know, and <laughs> that's still I. I I joined the rewards, but I couldn't remember my password, and I just never used it. I, they even asked me at the store, oh, do you have rewards? And I say, no, I don't. Even though I do. I do. I just I don't remember the password. And it seems like a whole thing, especially when I'm in line and there's people behind me waiting to go. Yeah, I mean, they got, like, some crazy stuff. Now, they got, like, that fridge of, like, meat, straight-up oh, meat yeah. fridge. Yeah, that taco meat, preseason taco meat. Yeah, grass-fed. Is it grass-fed? I don't, I don't think don't. so. I don't, I don't believe it's grass-fed. <laughs> That's coming next, though. But nice. I always see they have, like, uh, you know, they're always touting their fresh bananas they got for yeah. sale. And like, Get your bag milk. Yeah, bag milk, yeah. for sure. I mean, you could, you could do it all there. It's a nice little, nice little stop. Yeah, even, uh, you know, you mentioned Casey's. Even Casey's has an app with, uh, like, a game on it that you can, like, win free, like, stuff. Oh, a free breakfast pizzas? All kinds of things. Free beverages, free pizza. I don't think I've had a breakfast pizza that's better than Casey's. It is pretty good, yeah. I, I can't think of one. Now, granted, I don't really seek out breakfast pizzas too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to restaurants and sitting down and being like, oh, I, I heard this place has a killer breakfast pizza. A little, little Caesar's hot and ready breakfast <laughs> pizza. <laughs> Mostly pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same as the afternoon pizza. You just eat it in the morning. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, but I, th- I think it's pretty good. Solid. Solid choice. I had one just the other day. Very nice. So gas stations. Uh, you're on notice. Change your ways. Yeah, gas stations are on notice Red, right now. Because Redbeard's not changing his. Refuses to uh, pay at the pump <laughs> and also go inside. You got to adapt. <laughs> you got to adapt. I mean, I will go inside. Like, I'll always run in. Like, uh, if, I have, if I have cash on me, I'll run in. How come you don't run in if you got just for using I don't know, man. I'm not down with, like, double char. Like, that's not me. I don't know. All right. Hey, you do you. You do your thing. You know? You always get those double charges. I've even been having problems with the, um, 
with the card swipe on the pumps, like hit or miss. Like I don't know what that's all about. Hmm. Maybe it's skimmers. I don't know. That, uh, that could be a thing. <laughs> that 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 happens. Lost a few cards that that way. Man. All right. Well, that's all I've got. Do you got anything more? Any- well, I don't know. Well, you know, we keep hearing about, uh, um, you know, businesses closing, you know, brick and mortars and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I heard. I just recently heard, um, um, you know, Kimberly Clark um, up in Nina's closing a closing a factory up there. Oh, are they really? And uh, yeah, and then I also heard that, um, which is odd because you know how like we talk about things and then like the next week it's like. It it's happened. Yeah, good and bad. Right? Where what about this? What about that? And then the next week it's happened. And uh, I was recently had a conversation about shop goes in general, and I was like, yeah, I don't know people that go to shop goes. I'm surprised they're still around. Right? Like mm-hmm. it makes no sense to me, but I know they have the optical and the pharmacy like kind of thing. But I'm like, how do they still exist? I don't know anybody that goes there except for except for moms, you know. <laughs> I funny. I, I just went to Shopco the other week. So and, yeah, right. <laughs> so like, but like, what's an old while? Like, you'll walk in just to see. Oh, I remember there's a Shopco. I'm gonna see if they have anything new. Sometimes yeah. they'll have like some electronic stuff on clearance or like uh, phone cases and you know charges mm-hmm. that. But better hit that now because it sounds like they're going bankrupt too. Well, they got hit with that pretty hefty lawsuit uh, for their pharmaceutical department or pharmacy. I mean. Yeah. Something about not paying the vendors and suppliers. Yeah, not having a drive through. <laughs> you have to have essential now, a drive through pharmacy. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what uh, 2019 brings in terms of business closures. There's always that nostalgia that everybody gets when you know one of their childhood stores closes, but it's kind of just the way things are going right now. Those same people that you know are really sad about Toys R Us going, I'd be Curious to know when's the last time they went to Toys R Us, how many toys they bought from Amazon instead. Right? <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember last time I was in a Toys R Us, you know. It was good with kids. You know, they'd get a gift card for their birthday or holidays or whatnot, and they'd go in and they'd be like, okay, you've got this much on the gift card. Have fun. Yeah, when I was a kid, though, it was like KB Toys, right? That was the big toy store in the mall. Yeah, I remember that. Like, I can't even remember last time I was at a mall. I went. Uh, I had to go do some Christmas shopping last minute. It you know, wasn't enough for it to get there in the two day prime, and I had to go to the mall. And it's amazing. I was surprised how many how many of the stores were different. Yeah, yeah. a lot more, a uh, lot more uh, kiosks in the mall. I didn't notice that many more. I did notice just some of the you know, staples: your J.C. Penney's and your Boston store, and all of those were just no longer. Wow. Yeah. 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 Those are staples. I was unfazed by it, though, to be totally honest. I just kept going. <laughs> yeah, Sears, Bergner's, all of them, right? Yeah, Sears is still there. Uh, they were doing the closeout, though, so it's going to be gone soon. I wonder if malls are going to lower their, their price now, though, to actually get an office, or not an office, but you know, get a retail location in there because they've been historically pretty expensive, at least. Or to have know. your advertising. Yeah. In the mall, outrageous. <laughs> Put that on there, is outrageous it? prices. They advertise in a mall. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Times they are changing. You sing, sing that song. You want to sing that song? Close it out. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We, we don't own the rights to it. Otherwise. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, otherwise we'll, we'd break it. We'll down. get pulled off YouTube. <laughs> <laughs>
right. Well, that's all we have. Appreciate everybody listening to the GS on Marketing Podcast. If you loved it, leave a review. If you hated it, uh, just keep going. Don't leave a review. I don't know if my ego can take it. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. You can leave a review too. Uh, share it with your friends. Let them know about it. Be great. Give us some feedback. Like us. We'll like you back. That's, yeah. how, that's how the world works, right? Oh, yeah. Reciprocal. Yeah, we're on iTunes, Spotify. Everywhere podcasts are sold. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's free right now. we got a discount going on. Yeah. It might, might, be, uh, might be billed soon. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the GS on Marketing Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at GS on Marketing. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and wherever podcasts are sold.